It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. The Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. The week's most interesting interviews with senators, commentators, and newsmakers. Giving you a replay just in case you missed it. The Guy Benson Show. We're halfway through today's show. Thanks for being here. With us now is Governor Glenn Youngkin, a Republican from the great Commonwealth of Virginia. Governor, it's great to have you back on the program. Good afternoon, guys. So great to be with you. Thank you for having me. You bet. So I want to start on education, an issue that was central to your campaign. I saw a report the other day on the local NBC affiliate in Washington, D.C., and they were quoting the Fairfax County Teachers Union. This is a a very blue county in northern Virginia, just outside D.C., for those who don't live around here. And the representative from the union was talking about a potential need to cancel school activities if there's an outbreak of COVID in schools, which would constitute three or more cases. This could affect proms, field trips, concerts, graduations. I just wonder, where's the line here where we stop canceling activities on children based on some positive tests? Well, I think that what we've seen over the course of the last uh, year, particularly in Virginia, was when schools were were inappropriately closed for an extended period of time, the only thing it did was hurt the kids. And we've seen it over and over again. And of course, what we've what we have seen from an educational standpoint is that the learning loss was far worse uh, than it otherwise needed to be because of this uh, misbelief that by closing schools, we were doing someone a favor. And so the schools need to be open, they need to be open five days a week. They need to be open for extracurricular activities. And uh, and the reality is that there is an extraordinary body of information that says that that uh, any thoughts that close Closing schools uh, helps kids uh, is wrong, and uh, therefore we're going to continue to be a strong voice in keeping schools open in Virginia and making sure that we're serving Virginia's kids and preparing them for life as opposed to disadvantaging them like happened uh, when the schools were were, uh, extendedly closed for, for an unnecessary reason. Another very major campaign issue was crime. You were critical of your Democratic opponent on that front wanting to bring a new approach, a little tougher on crime. You had a lot of endorsements from law enforcement. There is an uptick in some violent crime in some areas in Virginia. I saw Justin Alexander the other day. There was a carjacking, fortunately foiled by a good guy with a gun, but still that's unnerving to a lot of people. What is the new approach that you're going to try to pursue here? What is your administration doing to take on this problem that has a lot of people nervous? Well, people should be nervous because we have a 20-year high in murder rate in Virginia. And we, in fact, find ourselves uh, you know, challenged by the fact that, one, we don't have a budget yet. And in that budget is increased funding for law enforcement, raises that they need and deserve. And, oh, by the way, people making decisions about staying in law enforcement or joining law enforcement absolutely has to be 
has to be reinforced by the fact we have a budget to pay them appropriately. And that's in our budget, and I can't quite get it out of the Senate yet because Senate Democrats are holding it up. Also in that budget is funding for uh, increased equipment and training and community programs to, f- to foster much more cooperative relationships with law enforcement. So we got to get a budget out. And once we get a budget out, we can go to work on a number of these most important issues, a lot of them around resourcing. But second of all, of course, what we're seeing now is that the, that the particular uh, violence and crime is really dedicated into some, into some um, real uh, concentrated urban areas. And there are cities in Virginia that are some of the most violent in the nation, sadly. Uh, Richmond, uh, Petersburg, Newport News, Hampton, Norfolk, Roanoke. Um, these, are, these are tough cities when it comes to violent crime today. And we've launched a violent crime task force where we, in fact, have, have been convening high-level meetings with leadership to make sure that we, in fact, are bringing together local resources, state resources, and federal resources uh, targeted towards really stopping uh, this violent crime. And we've already seen uh, uh, media actions taken where our state police uh, has been cooperating mightily uh, with the city of Petersburg. We've enhanced patrols. We're patrolling those most violent areas. And, uh, and while the crime doesn't stop overnight, uh, we are confident that an increased presence of law enforcement will, in fact, have the desired effect of bringing down the crime rate. Unfortunately, we are, we are marching against two years of terrible decisions that were made um, where funding wasn't adequate, uh, if not defunded, where we've watched legal frameworks change, and we watched culture, uh, in fact, move against law enforcement. And so we, in fact, are changing all of that. And uh, Virginia is standing up for law enforcement. Uh, every single uh, law enforcement here across the Commonwealth knows that this administration, from the attorney general to the lieutenant governor to the governor's office and all of those that work, work with us, uh, have their back because they have ours. This is a critical moment in order to turn the tide on violent crime. Governor Yunkin, you were all over the news in recent weeks dealing with some of these mobs at the private homes of a number of Supreme Court justices who live across the river in Virginia. And I'm just wondering, in your mind, as someone who is a public official, what is the appropriate balance? What's the line on protected speech and free expression, which is fundamental in this country and a core right, versus intimidation of a public official? And does showing up at their home and doxing them, does that cross the line? Uh, And if so, were you surprised that the White House really couldn't bring itself to even condemn it in any sort of forceful way? Well, the line is very clear, particularly when it comes to judges. And uh, federal statute uh, couldn't be any more clear that picketing and parading in order to influence a judge at their home is illegal and punishable with up to a year in prison. And Governor Hogan in Maryland, uh, who also uh, has justices who reside in his state, and I uh, were, were, were very purposeful in our uh, request and calling on the attorney general to enforce the law. Um, it's wrong to be parading and picketing in front of these justices' homes, and, uh, and the law should be enforced. Um, we have co- cooperation between the local Fairfax County police, the state police, and federal resources. Um, but the federal government has to enforce this law, and uh, I, I uh, called, on, called on Attorney General to do exactly that. We have substantial state resources that uh, are poised and ready 
to make sure that the justices' homes are protected. Um, and, oh, by the way, the demonstrators should go someplace else, in my mind, and exercise their First Amendment right. Um, I asked Fairfax County to set up a secure perimeter around our justices' homes, not to do anything other than to protect their homes and not to allow uh, demonstrators to picket and parade and try to influence judges, which is against the federal statute. There should absolutely be uh, ample uh, space and opportunity for folks to, uh, to uh, demonstrate their First Amendment right and to exercise their either, either support or um, lack of support for uh, whatever the justices are going to opine on in many topics. But it shouldn't happen in front of their home. It's against federal statute, and the attorney general needs to enforce it. Yeah, isn't that strange then to see this mealy mouth response from the White House from the very top where uh, the spokesperson at the time said the president had no view on the leak and no real view on going to a justice's house, even though, as you point out, it's against the law. She just said as long as it's peaceful, they just want to see it be peaceful. It seems like they're almost winking and nodding to to encourage this kind of thing. Well, well, Guy, it's clear that this leak was done in order to cause chaos, in order to allow people and encourage people to try to influence justices. And this federal statute couldn't be any more clear. And uh, in Virginia, we're going to do everything that uh, we can uh, to keep keep uh, justices safe. As I said, we have substantial state uh, police resources at the ready yep. in order to make sure that our no, justices are safe. Yeah, and look, you can do your part. Virginia, in my view, and Maryland shouldn't have to do this. This is the purview of the feds. They should be doing it. Everyone should be on the same page condemning it. And the fact that it's been kind of a split call on that, I think, is very unfortunate and a very bad precedent and does not portend great things in the future. Last question, Governor Yunkin. We have about a minute left. Inflation is the number one issue on the minds of voters, on the minds of Virginians, of course. There's only so much a state-level governor or government can do to try to alleviate some of that pain. There's a lot of forces at play, you know, sort of above your head, so to speak. But what is Virginia going to try to do here to provide maybe some relief to folks? Guy, I, I can't uh, counteract the, the continuous bad decision-making that is happening in Washington uh, from f flooding uh, the system with free money all the way to just terrible energy policy, which has completely thrown into chaos our energy markets. Uh, but what I can do is work uh, with uh, legislative leaders and cut taxes. And we have a very unique moment in Virginia where we're expecting $14 billion more in the system than we thought we were going to have. And we can take a meaningful amount of that, $4 billion, to $5 billion and cut taxes. Well, uh, excellent. We and by the way, Governor, as a Virginia taxpayer, as we're up on a break here, I fully support this idea, not just in theory, but practically as well. Rooting for you on that front. Governor Glenn Youngkin of Virginia, our guest here. That was this week's edition of the Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.